There's many topics in the medical field that are unproven and unconventional, and as medical marijuana becomes more widely available, clinicians and patients are seeking information about its efficacy and use. CME providers are a trusted source of information to answer questions while ensuring that activities are evidence-based and balanced. January 2020 marked the legalization of recreational cannabis use here in Illinois, becoming the 33rd state. We're going to cover what medical and recreational use means for healthcare providers and the CME community and discuss how to deal with controversial topics in your program. All that and more, so stay tuned. Welcome to Coffee with Graham. I'm your host, Melissa Simmons. This is a new podcast where we'll discuss different topics in healthcare with ACCME President and CEO, Dr. Graham McMahon. In each episode, we'll get a professional perspective on the latest issues in healthcare and find out how CME is shaping the future for clinicians and educators. Thanks for listening. Graham, cannabis. Oh my gosh. Okay, cannabis. Hot topic. Hot topic. Controversial. Yeah. New to CME. Uh, To keep up with the changing times, how should CE providers address controversial topics like recreational and medical marijuana? Well, the first thing is they should engage in this topic. Continuing education is not a place that should be shy of controversy. Uh, If anything, continuing education environments should be places where the hottest topics and the most controversial topics are readily and openly discussed and debated amongst healthcare practitioners. How else are we ever going to make discoveries or decide how to do or what to do in a variety of circumstances? So the first thing I would say to CME providers uh, is don't be afraid. Step into this area, uh, grab it by the horns, and, and go and play in controversial topics because the clinicians and the patients they serve are asking questions and the CE community should be here to help them answer them. How can CME providers ensure that activities follow the clinical content validity policy? And can you explain that policy for anyone who may not know? Sure. Well, before I say a word about how you follow us, the first thing is to explain it. Now, we want a continuing education, of course, to be a place that clinicians can trust what they are hearing, what they're being taught is true and can be incorporated safely into their practice, for example. If a clinician is saying use drug X or treatment Y for children with A, B, or C, you want to know that uh, that's an appropriate claim to be making or an instruction to be giving to healthcare professionals. So we have a clinical content validation policy that says clinicians must be cautious about making recommendations for unproven modalities that haven't uh, been accepted generally by the profession as appropriate for the safe and effective care of patients. As a result, continuing education providers have to be cautious about the line between engaging and discussing controversial topics and facilitating active discourse around these really important issues in medicine and deciding that it's safe and appropriate to move into a recommendation phase where you're teaching clinicians how to do something rather than teaching them or facilitating discussion about them. If you're going to teach somebody how to implant stem cells for a particular indication, for example, then you want to be sure that that's appropriate and that's not going to harm patients and that, more importantly, it's been proven to help patients. Because above all, we as professionals are required to abide by the mantra of, above all, do no harm. So CME providers who are interested in working in controversial topics should by all means do exactly that, but they should be cautious about allowing recommendations for care to be disseminated that aren't backed by appropriate evidence-based standards. So educating, not recommending. 
Uh, what's the role of CME providers in state where cannabis is legal? Well, uh, continuing education and health professions have their own separate professional expectations that are quite different from what's acceptable in law. The law and the legal and the medical professions are quite distinct. In various states, for example, uh, a legislative authority has decided to allow use of, uh, let's call it medical marijuana, for a variety of indications. And dispensaries are allowed to issue patients with these conditions a variety of forms of medical cannabis. But because a legislator approves it doesn't mean that it's medically appropriate. Even if you're allowed to dispense marijuana for a particular medical indication legally, doesn't mean that there is sufficiency of evidence to justify its recommendation in a clinical content uh, CME activity. So clinicians are held to a different standard, and CME providers are held to an evidence-based standard that legislators are not. I would encourage people to be cognizant of the legal status of a substance of any sort that they're being talked about in their CE programs. And there is much broader social acceptability around both medical marijuana and recreational cannabis. But the primary thing that CE providers have to pay attention to is whether there's enough evidence-based acceptable standards of care for what they're potentially recommending in their CME program as compared to what may be justified uh, in a legislator. If they decide to move forward with the activity about the controversial topic, what's the risk to that? Uh, If we hear or receive a complaint about an activity that may have crossed the line for a clinical content validation policy, then unfortunately we are obligated to launch an inquiry. And an inquiry involves sending the materials out to peer reviewers who are experts in this particular area, getting their opinion and presenting their opinions to a committee of experts that we have convened to do this work, and then presenting that all the way up to our decision committee to take action against potentially the accredited provider. Remember, ultimately, no matter how these organizations and activities are convened, it's the organization providing accreditation for the activity that is ultimately responsible for the content. And if there's a problem with the content, then the organization may have to deliberately remediate all of the learners who attended that conference or activity, and they may have to re-educate all of those learners if they were previously exposed to information that was not correct. How does legalization affect CME activities and the planning process? Well, I think one of the things to be attentive to is that controversial topics or topics that have been the focus of uh, political discourse often create advocates. And advocates are often quite knowledgeable about the topic area, but they may cross the line and become zealots. And of course, zealots or those who are passionate about topic, which of course we celebrate in education, may not be able to provide a balanced uh, conversation or facilitate such a balanced conversation. So CME providers have to be careful about who they recruit to teach or facilitate conversation in an accredited activity to ensure that they don't uh, seed the audience or expose the audience only to advocates or zealots who have one particular point of view and not let them hear from those who might have a more conservative approach to a particular novel, novel condition or, or treatment. To keep up with the changing times, should clinicians be educated about medical marijuana during med school? I think clinicians need to be educated about any treatment that works. I don't think of medical marijuana as separate or distinct from a standard pharmaceutical. Um, If it works, 
no matter how it's delivered, it works. And I want my patients to have access to treatments that work where the balance of safety and efficacy are known and the product is available. But the key question is, does it rise to the level of efficacy that's been demonstrated for other treatments that we do spend time deliberately teaching about in medical school and residency and in continuing education? And when any product, no matter what its derivation, whether it's a plant or manufactured in a factory or pulled out of the air, no matter where it comes from, if it's going to work for my patients, I want to learn about it and be able to use it. And it doesn't really matter that it is medical marijuana associated with all of the political and other controversies that have uh, dominated some of the conversation. It just matters that it works and, and I should learn about it in a variety of places where it could be taught. One other thing I just wanted to remind our listeners about is that we consider dispensaries to be commercial entities. And as a result, employees of dispensaries aren't eligible to participate in accredited continuing education, uh, no matter what their expertise might be. And it behooves educational planners to find speakers who are not employees of dispensaries when they're looking for experts in these areas. So when dealing with controversial topics, tackle it head on. And as always, if you have any questions about the clinical content validation policy, don't hesitate to reach out and ask us. Thanks for talking about this, uh, Melissa. It's an important topic. Well, great, Graham. As always, this has been very insightful. Thanks, Melissa. If you enjoyed this conversation, we're always looking to extend the discussion on CME. Feel free to reach out with topics you'd like us to cover or let us know how you're addressing these issues in your organization. Thank you for listening and catch us on the next episode of Coffee with Graham.